Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. Oh boy. Hey everybody. Welcome. Yep. Get big out loud with Carrie. Uh, Carrie Knudsen. This is her show, Living the Complex, Funny and Beautiful Right of Life. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to sort of emcee this show and be part of it. Today, we are talking about borrowing perspective. But before we jump into that, for those of you out there, you should know a little bit about, about Carrie. First of all, when the pandemic hit, if you're somebody like she is, you're a professional speaker, school counselor, storyteller, mother, closet rap artist, right? A traveler, chronic extrovert. If you're her, what adjustments do you have to make when you're really looking at how to live your life? Now, here's the here's the great news. Dr. Pat, I'm sorry, Niren, it's freezing. I'm I'm sorry, everybody. I'm going to try. Don't worry. Just, just keep freezing. We'll get to you. Hang on. I think I'm not freezing. Uh, poor Carrie is freezing. <laughs> just, you know, this is the world that I'm trying to say we're living in right now. We're living in this world where there's so many unexpected things. And don't worry, Carrie. You want me to keep, try to? No, if you could just stay where you are, you're doing good. Um, Which mine? It's, you're fine. And what I want to say is, look, this is the world we've all had to adjust to. And all of you out there that are listening, you know what we're talking about. And so the good news about Carrie is that she was able to get through it all because she is an expert in the field of emotional intelligence. And now what is happening? We're getting back. We're going back. We're doing something different. We're getting back to school. We're getting back to stuff. But what does that mean when we get back to it? When you get back to things like that, you get back to the unexpected. And today we're doing borrowing perspective because here we are with Carrie back to her life, back to the things that we all were doing like uh, 20 months ago. We're trying to get back to them. But let's talk about borrowing perspective. It's the idea of seeing another perspective versus borrowing a perspective. We're going to find out what this means and how do you see other people's perspectives? I'll tell you through the Olympics is this I was so sad that the Olympics were over. Carrie, it's great to have you here. I was so sad the Olympics were over last night. And the reason I was so sad is because I think like the announcers were saying, um, and clearly NBC carried the Olympics and so did the BBC, which is the Canadian, I guess, network, which we get to watch. But there were a lot of channels carrying it. And there were a lot of ways to see these athletes. And there were a lot of backstories. There were a lot of things that people had to change just to make it. And most people were shocked by some of the things that happened. But I thought, let's look at it from their perspective. You know, let's take a look at what it's like to be an Olympic athlete. And I can only talk for the United States, not for other countries. They did it very differently than we did. But what happens when we can make a shift, 
tell me about Boring Perspective. Great to have you here. Like your new background. Yay. Thank you very much. Yes, this is my other office that I'm, it's my first time using it. You're right, we're getting back in the swing of things. So I'm, I'm, I'm from my office where I do therapy. Um, and so, I, yeah, thank you for the introduction, Pat. And thank you for this idea of borrowing perspective. And I think you bringing up the Olympics is a great topic to think about. Do you see how many perspectives of like the, the journey of an athlete, you know, when they do those behind the scene things to like the performance you're seeing at the moment versus all the work or even what the sport is. Like my perspective there, I just, I saw something on people who do shooting. I don't know what it's called, but you stand up and, and the, the, the outfits that they wear are custom made for them. And listening to that backstory, if you will, it was such an interesting perspective on a sport. I might've just been like, oh, you're shooting at a target. Like um, it's very easy for us to simplify anything we want that we don't understand, right? I noticed that in myself, but knowing the backstory gave me some interesting perspective, um, not only to understand it, but to respect it, you know, more too. So I think your, your Olympics is a great example of getting perspective in a global way on many people's lives and interests. Um, today, when I want to talk about borrowing perspective is the idea of seeing perspective, which we do a lot of times through like movies, um, stories, books. We, we oftentimes get a glimpse of seeing another person's perspective, but borrowing a perspective is how we might apply it to ourselves. And that's yeah. what I want to dive deep into today. How do we maybe, instead of just seeing another perspective, how could we use the idea of borrowing it to really change some of our own thought patterns and then some of our behaviors in ways that might yeah. be useful to us, in ways we might be stuck? And, you know, it doesn't hurt that you have somebody like, if I, if I could, uh, someone like Taylor Swift, who did a tribute video. I don't, I don't know if Jamie can get her hands on that, but you know, a tribute video uh, to Simone Biles. And what they were doing is, here's what they praised about this: they praised the gymnast for her emotional intelligence and resilience. That's the. I'm not making that up. That's a quote. That is a direct quote. And when you see this, this video and you see how touching it was, um, and you hear Taylor Swift say, I cried watching you, right? You hear her say, I cried watching you. I feel so lucky, you know? And then when you read this and you, you really stop for a minute and say, I feel so lucky to have gotten to watch you all these years, but this week was a lesson in emotional intelligence and resilience. Now that's from Taylor Swift. We all learn from you. Thank you. And so now let's talk about the perspective on that and how that is borrowing perspectives. I mean, think about it. Think about somebody like, I don't know, like pop star person having an emotional intelligence experience. And you teach this every day, every day. Right. 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 Well, and I think what's interesting about when we when we feel something so like we look at someone doing something like what Taylor Swift looked at, right? And she's, she said, oh, I'm having this experience of watching you, Simone Biles, and, and soliciting an emotion in me. It's it's touching something in, right? It's in us, it's a, it's relatable. And maybe you can't even articulate it so much of the exact feeling, but maybe the experience of being judged on a worldwide scale of the immense pressure, right? Of the resiliency to keep going um, to stand in your truth, to have courage, whatever those big feelings are. Usually when we see someone doing something like that, it triggers something in us. It's either an experience that we had, usually it's something that we've had that that's what resonates so strongly. Even if it's not experience, 
It's the feelings we have because of the experience that we share with that person. That's why someone who might tell a story has a toy. The story itself is different, but someone said, oh, the same thing happened to me. And it's almost like, no, not the same thing happened. The same feelings happened. The same feelings happened to you. And that's how we really register each other with each other because we felt the loss, the pain, the struggle. So when she's connect, when Taylor Swift's connecting in that way, enough to get elicited an emotional response, it's because she's so connected to the feelings yeah. of that moment. And seeing someone else do that, it's almost like you can you can watch someone else easier than you can observe yourself, right? You can see someone else. That's why when we have heroes or people we admire, it's yeah. easier to see the qualities in other people that we like and admire or things that we actually have in ourselves, but can sh other people, it's easier to say, oh, look at them. And either like, I want to be like them, right? Or, oh, I have those attributes in me, so I feel connected to them, right? So her yeah. response is very understandable um, given the situation. I and love it. I want to ask you this about from your perspective, and I know you've got a story to share, to, a story to, to share. I want to hear it, but you have ways of looking at perspective. What are some of the questions we would ask ourselves, you know, if we were in a situation or if we were watching a situation? What would we ask ourselves? And, you know, you don't have to be Taylor Swift and Simone Biles to go through borrowing perspective, do you? No, not at all. And the only thing with borrowing perspective that I think is different than seeing and acknowledging a perspective is the idea of borrowing a perspective is you trying it on for size, right? And sometimes I feel like we as people have a very limited view of, of options sometimes because we're in our own world, right? And it's hard because we're on autopilot quite a bit of our time. Think of the same thoughts, having the same responses, um, focusing on the same things. Heck, we even drive on the same roads and eat the same foods and do the same routines, right? We're, we're kind of habitually on autopilot most of the time. So the idea of borrowing a perspective is an opportunity to raise your consciousness, not to say, oh, I see what that person has gone through and I have feelings toward it, but it's like, wow, could, could understanding their perspective actually help me if I applied it? So it's not like, um, just seeing it and saying, oh, I, I get that. It's borrowing it. What would happen if I thought in a different way in this moment? That's what borrowing it is. So if I look at someone and I see their actions and I think maybe they're in a struggle, right? And they respond a certain way and I'm having a struggle <laughs> and, I, and I my habitual ways are not serving me. Maybe I look to other people I admire or see what they're doing and then I try it on for size. Like I borrow the perspective. So I might ask myself, if I were thinking in a different way, how might my thought process go? If I were using a different mindset, what opportunities might be available to me? If I were to choose different words to describe my experience, what might those words look like? So borrowing, it goes past the thinking to the acting, but it, the, the missing link between those two things is your conscious mind, right? And you don't have to keep, that's what I call borrow it. You don't have to keep it, right? Sometimes it's good just to play with it because I mean, Dr. Pat, have you ever been like in a situation and you see it from one way and another person sees it from another and you're like, how could you possibly think that? Have you ever had something where you're like, shocked? I could tell you exactly the conversation I was into a little bit over the weekend. And I said, I, we were watching the Olympics and I am, I want to just give a shout out to every one of the athletes that performed regardless of what country, because we saw phenomenal phenomenal things this year 
But what I loved about it was we were touched by, and my friend's brother was so attached to the Olympics. And I thought, my gosh, I never thought he would be that. I never thought he'd watch it. But we're so hungry for seeing togetherness. We're really hungry. And the Olympics to come out at a time like this, where you see athletes come together in so many ways. You know, you see athletes hugging other, uh, other, uh, hugging other athletes from other teams. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, it's not U.S. against the world, or it's not Jamaica. I have to bring up my Jamaican friends, but it's not that. You know, it's not all Simone Biles. It's take Simone Biles and put her on the sides and look at her in the leadership role. And, you know, let's talk about that for perspective. You know, some people look at her and some of the comments that have been made, which is horrible. But when you hear the other gymnasts speak, they say they could have never won the medals they won had she not been on the sidelines, had she not been cheering them and coaching them. Mm -hmm. You know, and that comes from every single other one of those athletes. Now, let's talk talk about that from your perspective. But let's talk about for a minute what it would be like to have the perspective of you being an alternate. Now, this is the person they're not talking. Nobody's talking about her, this gymnast. Here she was, an alternate, not expected. They even had her in a different color outfit. I still don't understand why that is. Like, that's got to be a rule where everybody else has the outfit and then she's got red or something. I don't know. You know, but she wins gold in the all around, an mm-hmm. alternate So Mm -hmm. what is a perspective we hold? Is this perspective all about Simone Biles or is it about having other people shine? So how do we look at our life differently? And what, how has this shown up for you, Carrie, in your life? Well, I think the example is so perfect about if you tell one side of a story, you can have one perspective. I dropped out and that's it. And now I'm taking flack for that, right? Or the other side of the story is I dropped out to take care of myself. And in that I've made room for other people that might not have it. And then this other gymnast rose to the occasion, right, in a way that blew everyone away. And I think it's interesting, the same story can have so many perspectives. And lots of times we choose to look at the perspective that is easiest for us to understand, not the one that is most helpful, but the easiest. And when I say easiest is, again, kind of our autopilot response. Like if I understand something in a certain way, like the story that you're saying, if I'm just looking for the negative and see someone gave up, see, there's a quitter and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's easy for me to kind of go down that road if my mindset is kind of fixed on, you should win at all costs, nothing matters more than winning, including your mental health, right? So that's that's a story, right? And that's a, you might, you could go down that road and you could also make up kind of your value system. If you were in that situation, what would you have done? Well, I would have done this, right? which we really don't know until we're in the moment, but we like to make it up. So (laughs) if you're in a certain mindset, your belief system can kind of take you around that way. You might not even be able to see the other side of the story where like this created an opportunity, one, to bring up mental health awareness, to show courage and to give someone else a shot who took it, right? And to make space for others. So however you want to look at the story, to me, it's all a story. It's all a story. And, And the truth versus our truth are two different things that you have to remember in any any situation. And that's why perspective can be so valuable. Not only, usually how we say, you know, see the world from someone else's perspective. It helps us understand something, right? Um, And here's just a little story that made me, I just thought of recently. 
Well, I went to international school in Norway. The cafeteria was the most interesting place where I learned about people from all over the world. There were people from a hundred different countries in the summer school. And at lunch, the most important parts of people's culture were missing. So for, for some people, soup was their, they have soup like two or three times a day. Other people have rice with every meal. Other people don't use bread in ever really, right? And so we were laughing about how our perspective on lunch or food, right? And what we need and what's good and what's bad. And it just made me think if I hadn't gone to international summer school and been in that moment with all those people experiencing food, it not only gave me perspective like, oh, we all eat different foods, right? But some of them, were they, there was a, you know, like we need soup, right? There was almost a soup revolution because of how it felt to them and how important it was. And the funny thing is I could, see the perspective but after spending time with them and seeing like not only culturally but how it gives you comfort right and how it's something that's known and how it's part of bringing you together that 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 little not only the perspective but saying oh man this is important to somebody right even if it's not important to me and i just think that little that little i learned more at summer school in the cafeteria than i think i did at summer school right yeah um it, we were talking about this over the weekend and, and let's keep rolling on this because uh, it was, I, I got some blood work done, right? And, you know, you, there's one way for me to look at my blood work, another way my doctor looks at it and other ways other people look at things. Something as simple as blood work, which is so black and white. I mean, it's like, it's like ink on a paper. It's like right on the paper. It like, okay, it, like, it says, let us measure this. This is the range. This is what you get. It's so interesting, isn't it? And then when we're looking at it, right, we take a look and we can't realize in that moment that everybody's got a different perspective on it, right? Mm -hmm. I may look at it and say, wow, that's really interesting. I really got to work on this over here. Somebody else may look at it and say, you're making too much of a big deal about it. And somebody else on the other side may say, oopsie, maybe you should call like five specialists. So everybody's got a different opinion. But let's talk about what happens when we're all together? You know, I know that um, you were talking about, you and I both went through the perspective of air, air flight and being on a trip and being on the last leg of a plane trip, right? Mm-hmm. And there's different perspectives, right? When we hear the news. I just went through this in canceling my trip to go back. But we look at things really differently. And I would love for you to share that story because it's so Typical and atypical. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's typical it's, and atypical. Yes. And the reason I want to share this story is because I think we can all relate in a way it's so typical. Um, we were coming back. Um, my family and I were coming back from vacation in Hawaii and we live in Colorado and we were flying back and it was the last like of kind of our all day trip. We were in Los Angeles waiting for our flight and it kept getting delayed, delayed, delayed. And then around 10, it was canceled. And then started the whole process of, you know, when are we going to get booked? And, and so the gate agent says, you'll be rebooked at, for seven in the morning, but you have to go get your bags at 2.30 and recheck them and get reticketed at 3.30. And so I'm like in this process of like, oh my God, this is, we're sleeping at the airport and this is going to be a long night. And I'm just kind of in the middle of my like, uh, like, like the resignation that you know you all feel, especially on the way home. Oh, I'm feeling you now. Yeah, and you're just like, and then, plus it's not just me, it's my family. We had this great trip. It was our first time in Hawaii, and I felt like 
all my expectations of the trip were wrapped up in us getting home and everyone having a good memory. And so I felt, you know, all that kind of came down and it's late and I got two young kids and we're all cranky and tired. And so I'm in the middle of that, uh, like understanding that we're going to be sleeping at the airport. And my 12 year old looks at me and she says, wait a minute, we get to sleep at the airport. I'm like, yes, honey. And she's like, sleep at the airport. And she, I'm like, yes. And she goes, oh my God, it'll be an airport adventure. I'm like, what, what do you mean by adventure? She goes, nobody in the world will be awake but us, just us in an airport. I've never slept in an airport. It'll be my first time and we'll find our bags and it will be magical. She just like had this whole, and I was like, oh my gosh. And I, at the moment I'm like, okay, lady, I'm happy you're excited, but I wasn't there yet. I was like, what seems like excitement to you is like a very long night of hoop jumping for me. <laughs> like that's what, it, and so the funny thing though, as the night went on, she was like, well, wake up, I'll go with you. You know, she was all excited. And, and when we did wake up at 2.30, her and I woke up and my husband and my other daughter were sleeping. Annie is her name. Annie made, she, she, we like held hands and we walked through the terminal and we listened to our voices echoing and we made up stories about what our bags would say if the bags could talk, right? What, that they missed us or if they'd be angry. And then we made, like we said, if we don't go to Denver, we'll go to this place. And then there'd be a sign and we'd laugh. What's it like in San Diego? Or what's it like, you know, in New York? And I started to have fun because I was trying on her perspective, right? Like, this is a fun thing. This is a new thing. And I let her excitement I just thought that that little window of opportunity, what if I started to use her perspective, right? And then also, what if I could feel some gratitude for this really special time with her, you know? And I, I think what happened was she gave me, a, when she said, it's a night at the airport, it'll be so exciting. That was to see a perspective, but to borrow it was like, could this be fun? Could this be exciting? Could I have some fresh eyes on this? Could I, could I lose my like, oh, I was sleeping at the airport attitude to like, oh, the experience with my daughter, right? Like, could I, could I switch it? And it really shifted the entire experience for me when I borrowed her. So she has this outlook. I'm like, I'm going to borrow it for a little bit and see if it can't work on me. Right. And yeah. it turned out to be, you know, just one of the stories we tell about our trip. It did not diminish the trip one bit. And in yeah. fact, it's, it's a, there's a story we'll tell now. I love this. You know, here's one. Of, let's talk. We have a few more minutes before we go to break. Perspective is so important. And being able to borrow perspective is, I think, one of the most incredible gifts we have. Two things happen over the weekend. Well, more than two, but two interesting things. The IP, for me, the IPCC's climate change report came out. And, uh, you know, I, I read the climate change report because we're in the Pacific Northwest. And I have to tell you that I do not think that the Pacific Northwest can handle another summer like this without everybody here getting air conditioning. You know, we are the place where people and hotels do not have air conditioning. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, that's us. Yeah, we just don't. I mean, because why? Because ah, so it gets to 80. So what? But it's 80 dry, not humid. And at night, it goes from 80 to 60 something. And we went through about this summer where, holy cow, 110. It was my thermometer. I took pictures of my thermometer on my phone where I got this outside dealy, majiggy, right? You stick it in the ground and it does it. And I took the picture and everybody says, oh, it's broken. And then I took a picture two hours later where it started to back off and register the temperature as it got cooler. 
And I read the IPCC's climate change report, and my friends say to me sometimes, really? It's called Code Red for Humanity? I said, no, that's what the report's called. Mm -hmm. And I said, just read it, because it's talking about the reality of things. And so there are a couple of different perspectives we can have on it. We can just look at it and just say, you know what? It's out of my hands. Somebody bigger and higher than me uh, it certainly has got to take that on. If you're Bernie Sanders, you just live and breathe the whole thing. I mean, you're going to take it on. I mean, it's just him. And if you're my governor, DJ, Governor Jay Inslee, the man lives and breathes this and realizes very limited things he can do right now. But in the perspective, we have made a great shift in perspective in a matter of three weeks. Okay, I'll say four. What well, do you think the impact of that is? Well, when I, it makes me think when you're speaking about we have got a very different understanding of perspective in just three weeks. So living through those 110, 115 degree <laughs> temperatures, right? When you live through something, sometimes the experience gives you the perspective. The perspective doesn't give you the experience, right? And so sometimes people really buy in. Once you felt what those temperatures feel like and see how awful it is and see like the earth being scorched up and fire, like once you see it with your own eyes, sometimes then you get the perspective, right? And sometimes I feel like the Pacific Northwest has been an incredible example of what climate change looks like and how it's impacted people this summer in ways we've never felt before, right? So it kind of begs the question of, so now that this has happened, do you take the perspective of, I'm just one person, I can't do anything. Do you take the perspective of, I have to do everything I can. Do you take the perspective of, I'm so overwhelmed and scared, I don't know what to do. Like, what's what's your place now right and your and how do you get a perspective and in my mind what i'd say too is this is re really scary to me and when you've had a experience that is frightening like the temperatures you've experienced and the fires you get triggered right so usually when we get scared we tend to go to getting smaller like what can i do i can't do anything or i'll protect myself instead of the idea of what perspective how can i connect with others how can I make a difference? How can I take action so I feel like I'm involved? It, it's a very push-pull kind of human dynamic that if you become conscious of that, you see it happening, right? Am I getting smaller or bigger? Am I letting my fear keep me small? Am I, or do I need some other perspectives to help me get through this, right? Not necessarily get out of it, but get move through it. So that's another way I think perspective works. Sometimes experience gives us perspective. Um, yeah, so let's just let's just talk about this one last thing before you go to break, and then I want to talk to you about it. What do we do to help ourselves change perspective? That's the question when we come back. So for me, okay, true confessions, Benny. I don't know if you've seen this yet. So me, I don't really understand why HBO Max did not charge for Suicide Squad two. I just don't. I mean, thank you, whoever you are over there, for that, and <laughs> I, I feel really bad. I mean, I, I'm looking at Margot Robbie and I'm saying, I feel really bad. Just want to say that, what did you earn? Like 30 million at the box office. Well, there's a reason for that. The perspective shifted from this six weeks to a month ago to this four weeks ago to now a new perspective emerging that would cause a movie like Black Widow low on the box office overall, but broke through all pandemic box offices. And then Suicide Squad, nobody's going. What are we shifting our perspective about? How are we looking at the world right now? What are we seeing? 
But more importantly, what do we do to help ourselves shift perspective? Do you use a tool like I have called BrainTap or do you meditate or do you simply just do it? Carrie Knudsen will tell you, you can just do it. You really can just do it. When we come back, we're going to challenge each and every one of us to just do it. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around Jody Coma playing in the movie with Ryan Reynolds of comedy. And this is the main character of Killing Eve. I just can't see her other than in that role. I must have to shift my perspective. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show Heart Change Consciousness on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia, and I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. Welcome back, everybody. Carrie Knutson, and this show is Get Big Out Loud with Carrie, Living the Complex, Funny, and Beautiful Ride of Life. 
Are you ready to borrow a perspective? Are you ready to do that? We're going to talk about what that means and how you do it right now. And boy, I'll tell you, stories really are the gateway to enabling us to look at perspective and then consider something different, maybe a different possibility, maybe a different expectation, you know, maybe changing the way we look at things. Carrie, before we go ahead, I know people are looking at you in a different setting, but that doesn't mean you're still not. Carrie Knutson, professional speaker, storyteller, coach, all of the above, right? How do people find out about you? Sure. Now, today, I'm Carrie Knutson, therapist, right? And <laughs> in my school office, you can see me in a new place. Um, yes, you can find out about me at KnutsonSpeaks.com, K-N-U-T-S-O-N, Speaks.com. And what I love about actually doing this from my office where I do therapy is really, it's another part of me, right? I have a lot of things that I do. So I coach, I um, do public speaking all around the country, virtually and in person. And um, I also do therapy. And my I love that I'm in it, right? And then I use what I'm doing to apply it to the things I talk about. So when I talk about emotional intelligence, it's because I'm studying it every day and um, in it with clients and in my school that I'm at. So I feel really lucky that I can share this space with you today and another part of who I am. So perspective, perspective, perspective. Let, let's just have a sense of what a perspective is. Can we, we didn't talk about that yet. And uh, we're kind of telling stories about it. But let's tell folks what perspective means. Because I think, I think when we start to look at perspective, right? And I think Jessica has a, a show. Her show name is on that. Um, when you have a perspective, right? It's a particular attitude towards a way of regarding something. And let's just simply, a point of view. You got a point of view about something, right? And so uh, there's a point of view. It could be a point of view about everything from the top political climate control. It could be a point of view, I don't like eggs. <laughs> no, I love eggs, so it's not me. But I, I don't, I, I, I can't eat sauerkraut or you know, it could be the Not simplest perspective, right? It's like, I have to have an orange car. I live in the Pacific Northwest. I don't want a gray car. Um, so there is a perspective. But there are times when we have a perspective and we reconsider. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about now. Yes. So two things I want to bring up with that. To me, perspective also comes from the lens through which you see the world based on so many things. Where you were brought up your life experiences, the people that you know, the values you have, right? So your perspective is connected to value systems and experiences, right? So when we look at people, we, we, we think, oh, your perspective, you we might look at someone on their face and you might say, okay, I see Carrie, she's a middle-aged Caucasian woman who appears able-bodied and she's brought up her husband. So it seems like she's married. So she's um, heterosexual. So you might make up some stories and my perspective on the world is heavily influenced. Those things are true. But what you won't see from me also, like my perspective is built on a lot of things that you don't see about me, right? Because I can't advertise it. Uh, perspective on being the daughter of a gay man, right? And growing up with someone who had to be in the closet, he came out when I was eight, seeing him struggle, seeing him have a family. So, but I am heavily, my perspective is heavily influenced by that experience, right? I have a sister who's adopted seeing her go through life. My experiences, my perspective is heavily influenced by observing her experiences. I'm married to a man with one arm. 
um, seeing him go through the world, what, he does not think he has a disability because he was born that way. He's full and complete, right? But how other people label him is a perspective I cannot help but have, right? Because I'm, I'm in it. And so I think when we're talking about how do we get perspective and what is perspective, it's not just some random, like, here's perspective, like a jewel on untouched, right? It's, it's perspective is in us from our experiences and the people that we know, not on us, like by what we show the world, yeah. right? So the, the perspective we get is from inside and the stories we collect, the people we meet, the experiences we have, the values. So that's not always easy to tease out. Why do you feel, you know, like you and I could probably have a list of topics and some we would be so agree on and others we might be like, how can you think that, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, let's just, let's just drill on one. I wanna just follow up to one you said. It's one that's really getting a little bit of press right now. It's actually getting a lot of press. Um, when the United States lost to Canada in the soccer, what could have sent the United States onto the gold medal to Canada. Canada actually won the gold at the Olympics, but what was tainted in the eyes of press that was issued in a lot of countries, and I'm not saying United States, and I'm certainly not saying Canada, was the fact that that woman that shot when they, and let me, let me use some, you know, let me use some non-binary language. When they kicked that penalty, you looked at that as a great shot, but once it was done, you looked at them and said they are transgender, and that became the news. Now, in some countries, it not, did not become the news, and certainly the United States soccer team was not part of that conversation, but here's the thing. In a country like Okay, should I call, is it Russia? Do we call them Russia? I think the headline said that the IOC is, that's the Olympic Committee, is going to investigate the anti-LGB slurs against Olympic athletes on Russian TV. What? I, what? So here we have an interesting scenario. And it's not just that they had, oh, this is not Olympic slurs. This was outright absolutely you know value defining language to call gay athletes per just perverts and abominations i mean so what do you do so here's two it's just a couple of perspectives here mm -hmm. and this right here is one of the one of the more dividing conversations that we're not having that and comments about our african-american athletes in the olympics so here we are and people have perspectives. Does everybody have the right to an opinion? See, this is where we get hung up. Mm -hmm. How do we borrow perspective? How do we help these folks, right? Um, how do we help people understand a different perspective? Or maybe that's not our job. Help me out here. Because look, you live in the world where you're dealing with perspectives 24-7. I need some insight. Well, I think you've raised the biggest point. Like, can I have an opinion, right? And my title to that. And then when it influences others in a negative way, right? When it brings people, when it judges, when it limits, when it classifies and makes someone the other, like when does that opinion then become dehumanizing for someone else, right? So then that's what you have to ask yourself a value system. But that's also, I think we have to speak out to educate. There are some things, truth and fact, are different. There's some things that I think we can agree are fact. Like when we say that that defining some using 
using words to talk about someone's sexuality, right? Or gender identity, right? Or race is when we, when we think in our culture, like we're having conversations about all these kinds of things. What's appropriate? What's not? What makes people feel included versus excluded? Who's losing power in the conversation and trying to hold on to it? What's right? What's the right way to be according to what? Religion, political views, humanity, and what keeps showing up again and again just because of who we are? Like what's, right? Truth and fact, opinion versus outcome of your opinion. Do I get to hurt you because of my opinion? Do I get to limit you? And so some of those things you really have to struggle with. And I think perspective is interesting in this case because in order to learn about anything, we have to have some perspective, right? Yeah. I don't think people grow up and are born like, I'm gonna be mean or awful or racist or sexist or homophobic, right? I think some of those behaviors get learned and then supported by institutions, right? Let's say now you will believe this way, right? And value systems and in, in, in humanity that, that want to keep power. So then we have to ask ourselves, like, right? Sometimes I think, like, until I knew, until I, this is a kind of a small example, but before I was involved in the deaf and hard of hearing community, which I am, I went to Gallaudet and I learned sign language, I didn't know why hearing impaired would be bad. Like, why is hearing impaired a bad word? Well, deaf people then say, thanks for asking, right? It's because we don't, we'd rather be called deaf and hard of hearing. Hearing impairment came as a hearing term to describe us that we, we don't think we're impaired. Right, we to you we are because we don't have the same things as you. But learning from yeah. other people and saying, "Oh, that's how you feel. That's yeah. your perspective. That's why that label doesn't fit you." Right, like I think the idea of learning from other people about their experience and thinking about how my words and my perspective sometimes have no business. Right, like we do so much talking that sometimes we don't listen, yeah. and also we do so much controlling that sometimes we like, "What? Well, what if I gave up some control? What if I didn't know everything? What if I let someone?" take some space to share their experience so I could learn from it. Yeah. So I think, I, I hope I'm addressing some of what you're saying. No, I think you are. I was sharing a story with Dr. Lisa the other day and I was, I was talking to her at being part of a, a team of people, right? And we had to share something unique. Don't you always love that one when consultants come in or people, team, team facilitators come in, they say, I did it to my team, by the way. So I'm, I'm looking back <laughs> I'm and I'm guilty. saying, I'm so sorry now, I'm guilty. But, you, you know, they come in and they say, what do you have that's unique? And what I shared, I thought was totally benign. And I shared the fact that, well, you know what I thought? I said, look, later on in my life, because of the internet, and I guess, thank you to Ancestry.com, my family's records started to show up. One, I didn't know my grandfather had a brother. Two, I didn't know the relationship of Brazil to my family. And so I have a friend that's a genealogy person, genealogist. And so she's looking at this on my mom's side and we find out my grandfather was born in Brazil. Not just dropped by, but born in Brazil. And then, you know, tracing the rest of the people born in Brazil on that side of my family. And I shared that, you know, it was really interesting about that for me. And I cut it off. Was the, pers the, perspective, the perspective of who I was to them changed. I was no longer this white woman that had a leadership role in broadcasting and media. I was now this person I mean, honestly, the whole conversation changed. It was like, 
oh, so are you going to learn Spanish? And I'm like, no, that would be my godchild from the Dominican Republic. She, she wants me to learn. I said, that is not the language in Brazil. The whole conversation went, well, do you classify yourself now as Latino? And I thought to myself, I got to look at this perspective. And I have to tell you, I don't even know what that is, Carrie. <laughs> well, it's funny because when you're talking, it's almost like the perspective is being put on you by, um, by like, this is your ancestry. So then should you have this perspective, right? Oh my gosh. One of the people was like, well, of course you're Latina. Of course you have to start talking about that because she was. And I said, you know, I'm going to think about all this because this is a new perspective. So which one do I borrow? Or do I borrow a little bit from all? Help us with this. When we get bombarded with other people's perspective about us, what do we do? Because so much of that has gone on in the past 20 months over Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're doing a Zoom meeting and all of a sudden your child walks in <laughs> and you're trying to do, you're on a board meeting and your child walks in and, you know, daddy, daddy, mom, mommy, you know, and it's a whole different perspective. We need to help people right now. Give us some insight from your perspective. Well, th I thanks for the opportunity to give my perspective, which is one of the many voices out there, right? When when you talk, one thing that comes up for me a lot is I don't think this is like easy as saying, oh, I'm just going to get some perspective or like, oh, now you're Brazilian, so you should adopt that. Or, oh, it's easy for me to learn about, like, if you don't know anything about what it means to be transgender, it's hard for you to be like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I, I even remember for me talking to my dad's mom my grandma when he came out and he's like she just she wasn't she wasn't said he was gay she was like, I just don't understand it it was just so far out of her experience because it just wasn't an option right she's like that's not even an option how can this be happening and I, I think sometimes in life we're like oh you have an experience I don't understand it's not easy for us to be like, okay let me sit with my discomfort Oh, let me sit with my not knowing because a lot of times you know when we reach a certain age and stage we better know we're used to knowing things. We're smart, right? We can look things on the internet and 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 we also want to be competent and we don't want to look stupid. Um, a friend of mine said something, I really love this. She said like becoming aware and really getting perspective is sometimes like, you know, when you have something in your teeth, it's so embarrassing, but somebody has to have the courage to tell you, hey, you've got some spinach in your teeth, right? So you don't go around the whole day with spinach in your teeth, right? And you're you're embarrassed in the moment, but then you're simultaneously grateful for the person who told you, right? Have you ever had that? Be like de devastatingly embarrassed and then super grateful, but maybe only one or two people know that you had spinach in your teeth. Who, who right? Did? And then you're and then you're like, okay, did I get it? Did I get it? Right? You got this like it? one person, and you're right. like hovered in a corner, right? And you're like, yes. did I get it? Did I get right? Yeah. We're all walking around with spinach in our teeth about different things that we have no idea, right? And then we're living in a global world yeah. where we need to get perspective all the times, but it's not pretty. Yeah. It doesn't always look like, oh, I wanted to get that perspective. Like I wanted to learn that lesson today. Um, it takes us out of our comfort zones. It shakes us up. And that part of that has, yeah. when you are a person who has some resiliency, but I feel like how we evolve is I don't have to always be right. I don't always have to know the answers. I can have enough space in my life for me to be living what I believe is true and you can too. And you don't have to look or act like me for it to work. I think that's the evolution of humanity is yeah. I can hold space for so many different people to be who they are 
and and again with with the the caveat of when you oppress another group when you are hurtful when you limit their expression of their freedom when you when you define people by by how they were born by characteristics like gender identity sexuality color of skin race things that people like just show up right that to me is the line that we cross when we need education around why we don't do that right and how limiting people is really limiting us as humanity because i think people grow to their greatest freedom no matter what they have gone through great odds in life to express themselves people grow towards freedom right and so your your freedom doesn't have to look like mine for us for us to live in the same space and that's why i think perspective can be so helpful but it's not always fun or easy or not embarrassing like i want to tell you a quick story if we have time yeah about, please go about, ahead about a go hard you. perspective yeah so i worked uh, this was about hard perspective right like learning something like a really hard way so i worked as a counselor in a detox facility for people who were recovering from drugs and alcohol and the way the shifts work for a few weeks you'd be on intake at night where people would come in and you'd intake them get them a bed and kind of help them through the process of getting sober for a few days then moving on to another program but at the facility we also had a 30-day inpatient treatment program and so sometimes as a therapist you'd work on the intake and sometimes you'd work for 30 straight days with the same group of people so you were in that group so i was on a 30-day rotation and i met these amazing people and on the 30-day rotation you're with them every day for group for support you hear every story you're running every group. It's very intense, 30 days, right? They're living there. It's it's very committed focus. And I had made this connection to this guy named Jeremy. And I just saw this progress over 30 days. I heard his stories. I heard his life. And I heard everything about it. I'm using, I'm, in case someone's like, who's Jeremy? It's, I'm making this name up, okay, everybody? So don't, don't look up at Jeremy. Um, <laughs> but but so I had this connection with him, right? And this 30 days, every day that progressed, it was more and more like, oh my gosh, he's going to make it. He's going to get sober. He's going to change his life. He has so much to give. I see him as he can be. And I'm like all invested in his success. I am so excited. Graduation day comes, Jeremy graduates from our program. I feel my own sense of worthiness and satisfaction. And I'm so proud of him. And I'm excited for the future holds like it's all good right yeah. so the very next night I'm back on intake I'm back on the intake and my shift starts around midnight and I get ready for my shift which essentially means waiting for the police to drop somebody off who is intoxicated and I can't believe my eyes because the first person I see is Jeremy yeah Jeremy is getting dropped off at detox Yep. And I can't handle it because I'm like, no, my whole worldview is so like, no, this can't happen. Right. Yep. So I go to my supervisor, her name, go to Marilyn. And I'm like, Marilyn, Jeremy's <laughs> back. And Marilyn's like, yes. I'm like, I can't believe it. And I'm fairly dramatic myself, but I'm like, he worked so hard. He knew what to do. He had his chance. And she's like, Carrie, what does Jeremy need? I'm like, I don't know. I've done it. I tried and I thought and blah, 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 me, me, me. Right. And then she's like, Carrie, what does Jeremy need? I'm like, I, I just don't know. And I'm still in my world. And she's like, Carrie, Jeremy needs an intake counselor. That's what Jeremy needs. Can you go be his intake counselor? That's right. Wow. It just like slapped me in the face with the perspective of like, what does he need versus what I want for him? Yeah. Right. And 
I've used that so much in my practice as a therapist, but also in my life. Because so many times my perspective is on what I want for you, not what really is happening in your life. And Marilyn called it the 13th step. She's like, go back to the- She's right. Yeah. She's right. For those of us with that work with people in recovery, boy, this is one of those perspective changing things you better learn and learn quick. You know, you and I spent decades in this perspective. You know, I work with women in recovery every day. And there's always one, you know, there's the one that I've been to the correction facility every week waiting to chat with her. You know, there's the one that, you know, slams into a car. And then there's the one that you try to reach out to only to find out, wait a minute, oopsie, I've done it again. Mm -hmm. And boy, what great advice. So last question. Did you change the perspective and do the intake? Well, what I did after she told me, and she's very straightforward. She's like, yes or no. Like, don't waffle around. Yeah. She wasn't interested in my emotion. She right. wasn't interested, right? So it's it's funny because in that moment, she she had this thing. She had up on the ceiling a boot that kind of was sticking out of the tile. And on top, it said the 13th step. She booted back to the beginning. And I never understood it. But I looked up at that boot. And I did. I took a deep breath. And I'm like, I'm going to leave my ego here i'll come back and process my emotions but i want to be the kind of person in that moment and that's why it was such a big moment for me i took a moment and i reset and i'm like i'm gonna go be what he needs yeah i am because i can right and and it was such a pivotal moment for me because the perspective of what other people need versus what i need that was my i was a really young counselor at that point like my first gig as a therapist and i'm like it really influenced how i serve So the lesson in perspective, again, I didn't enjoy that, right? And the personal pain I felt had to be taken Mm, in. But I think when you get into a place where you can look at the world and take on other people's perspective and serve from that perspective, that's where you have real power. And that's where there's amazing chance for growth, opportunity, and all the things we want. But I think that's the turning point. That's the sweet spot of perspective. And thank you for driving that home at the end of the hour, because that is the one, you know, that is the thing. Um, When we do our next show, it would be so fun to have a story changing event. And Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you literally change up a story, not a teeny bit, but I'm talking about a full-on epic perspective change change your story in the minute we're gonna maybe think about doing it carrie maybe we should think about doing it and show some demonstrations like are you going to be the headlines from npr that says barely beat out china for the gold medal number or are you gonna say wow what an effort ladies in the final minutes to really bring that extra gold home Mm -hmm. feel the difference in energy Yes. Are you going to pay your debt back or worry about it? Or are you going to earn more money you can imagine that you pay somebody else's debt? You have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 